0: Hi, everybody. This is the Political Woman podcast. I'm Gloria Baraga. This is Politics Today for Saturday, June 3rd, 2023. Hope you're all having a great Saturday. This is from the New York Times. This has been going on while we're all worried about the debt ceiling, which was a big worry. Russia has stepped up its bombing of Kiev. And recently, three people, including a woman and her child, were killed in an explosion around the entrance of their neighborhood shelter. Now, this happened early Thursday morning. Shelter was locked, and this trio and others were locked out of that shelter in the middle of an air raid, and at Dozens of others were wounded in that area. So in The Guardian, there's a report that Zelensky has ordered an audit of Ukrainian air raid shelters after these civilian deaths and others. Meantime, Blinken was in Finland. And Blinken says Russia's war has backfired. He was in Finland celebrating the newest member of NATO, Finland. Uh, Blinken took to the stage and said, Strengthening Ukraine's defenses, which we have done and NATO nations have done, against Russia, was a prerequisite for diplomacy and to end the war in Ukraine. And Blinken then warned against short-term ceasefires that might play into Moscow's advantage. Russia's power, its interest, its influence for years to come is going to be, is involved here. And he says, when you look at President Putin's long-term strategic aims and objectives, there's no question. Russia is significantly worse off today than it was before the full-scale invasion. He says that's happening, he, quote, militarily, economically, geopolitically. I hope so. I've been reading up on what's going on on the U.S.-Mexican border with immigration, and this story, and I have a whole list of others. I'm going to just do a complete podcast on it. I, I have done immigration before, but everything's changing. I think. I need to update, so I'll have that for you later. Biden signed the debt ceiling bill today. He talked to the nation on Friday. You know, before his uh, Oval Office speech, Biden was faced with a lot of angry progressives in the Democratic Party. They are saying that he agreed to too many Republican demands during the negotiations. And some Democratic lawmakers voted against the debt ceiling bill for that very reason. Uh, pretty soon, people are going to have to start paying back their student, student loans. That had been suspended. So that's coming up. And new re- work requirements imposes on some food stamp recipients uh, more work requirements. However. In this deal, the White House made sure that homeless and veterans are covered and there nothing's going to change. They're going to be allowed to get food stamps. Biden actually sat behind the Resolute desk in the Oval Office. He reassured Americans that there is currently robust job growth in this country. And he mentioned that the economy added Three hundred thirty nine thousand jobs it may alone, and he's glad that that those gains are not going to be sidetracked by global fears that the United States is unwilling to pay its bills back to hunger in America. I uh, just wanted to go over I placed this <laughs> in this portion of the podcast I don't know why. Biden signed changes to the age requirements for food assistance. And what it does is it expands work requirements for people ages 50 to 54. But then those veterans and homeless are exempt. But advocates are wondering that those work requirements are going to harm older Americans. Because they say sometimes it's more difficult when you're older and poor and you lose your job to get jobs. And some people in this age group, you know, you, employers see your age on, you know, what year you were born on your applications and they just, like, they don't want you. They don't want you. I mean, why hire you? Why hire a 55, 54 year old when you can hire an 18 year old? And now some states are lowering the age so that younger and younger kids are working, which is a, another whole horrible story. I was reading this from the Center for Budget and Policy Priority, so they estimate that 750,000 adults could lose their food assistance or will lose their food assistance because of this debt ceiling bill. But Kevin McCarthy says, and some Republicans say, oh, it's fine. Go out and get a job. It'll be good for you. You'll get some help to find jobs. It's like they think people don't really want to work, and it's not true. Fort Bragg, one of the largest military bases in the United States, has officially been named Fort Liberty, following a ceremony yesterday. The North Carolina Post's new name is part of a congressionally mandated plan to rename military bases, ships, streets, that previously honored Confederate leaders. So, military bases, ships, streets. The nine army posts that were built during the second half of the 20th century in former Confederate states are what's going to be affected. Fort Bragg was named in honor of Braxton Bragg, a Confederate general who, sorry, who was relieved of command after losing the battle for Chattanooga in 1863. I mean, so he lost this battle and we named a fort after him or we named this military base after him. I don't know where people come from. But then the article that I was reading says, Even though he he lost his command, he remained active in the rebel cause, serving as an advisor to Confederate President Jefferson Davis. Update on Trump legal troubles. Every day there's an update. Every day they say we're closer to some sort of indictment of Trump. This is um, a headline in one of the big newspapers. I don't think I put a link here on my page, but I'll find it if need be. Lawyers unable to find document Trump discussed in recorded conversation. You know, in the other podcast, they have tape. They have audio tape. So here's the, uh, the backstory. Prosecutors issued a subpoena for a description of military options for Iran mentioned by the former president during an interview. But Mr. Trump's legal team said they could not find the document. This is scary. Shortly after learning that President Donald Trump had been recorded discussing what appeared to be classified material describing military options for confronting Iran, Federal prosecutors issued a subpoena to his lawyers seeking the return of all records that resembled the document he mentioned. Two people familiar with the matter, matter said on Friday. But Mr. Trump's legal team was in, has informed the Justice Department that it was unable to find any such records in his possession. The people said, they keep attributing, they don't want to say I'm saying this. Uh, it is unclear whether prosecutors have been able to track down the documents themselves, leaving open the possibility that the material remains at large. I didn't know material could remain at large. The material remains at large. Or, and this is something that has been discussed on MSNBC and other talk shows, that the famously blustery Mr. Trump incorrectly described it on the recording. So there's a thought, maybe, that he was lying, bragging and lying. Who knows? The subpoena was issued in March, and it sought any and all records pertaining to General Mark A. Milne, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and to Iran, including maps or invasion plans, according to people familiar with the matter. As part of their investigation, prosecutors have been asking witnesses whether Mr. Trump showed people a map he took with him when he left office that contains sensitive intelligence information. If I wrote a book and I said all of this, I would just get laughed at. It would just be a laughing stock. Speaking of which, I put together a timeline. And I've taken it from all the different timelines that are (laughs) on the internet, on the classified documents story. So I think if I don't get interrupted by family and others, I will post that. I will record that tonight and post it first thing in the morning. Timeline coming. On the campaign trail, this is kind of on the campaign trail, Donald Trump is under fire from Republicans for complimenting North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un after his country was admitted to the World Health Organization's executive board. Congratulations to Kim Jong-un, the former president wrote on Truth Social, misspelling his name while sharing news of the admission. And then some Republican candidates went after him, including Nikki Haley and Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia. And uh, it was noted that what's going on with the governor of Georgia? Why is he stepping in and criticizing uh, Trump? So, yeah, I like some of their quotes. Oh, Maced. I'm going to end with this because this is kind of funny in a funny not so funny way, maced. And I got this from Jamie Dupree. I'm not sure what's up with Rep. Nancy Mace, our South Carolina this week, but she certainly undermined her efforts to portray herself as an independent voice in the GOP. It started on Tuesday when the South Carolina Republican went on Twitter to denounce the debt limit deal between Speaker McCarthy and President Biden. And here's Jamie's bullet point. Deal. Washington is broken, Mace began before veering off course. Republicans got outsmarted by a president who can't find his pants. (laughs) Even Fox News mocked Mace with one guest saying, what does that say about the GOP if a guy who can't find his own pants is consistently winning against you? And on the other hand, how does she know? He can't find his own dance. Somebody else has said that. I didn't say that. That's a quote. I'm Gloria Raga. I'm a political woman. I vote. We're gearing up, saddling up for the election next year. That's why I'm here. I hope that's why you're there and going to stay there. Please subscribe. Please follow me on Twitter, YouTube. I need uh, subscribers. And be safe.